Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me. And Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them. Join us for the fun. Christy, I'm so excited about our special Quirks and Conversation this week. Yes, we're up to part three of our compilation of Quirks and Conversation with Thriller Fest authors. Thriller Fest was a great opportunity for us to attend this wonderful conference in New York City. We've gone twice now. And it's a conference for, as you can tell from Thriller Fest, for thriller writers, authors, and their fans. Yes, it was such an incredible experience, and here's us recording from outside the Manhattan Ballroom at the Grand Hyatt in New York. Hey everyone, here we are at Thriller Fest 2019 in New York City. I'm so excited to be here, to be here with you, and to be podcasting from Thriller Fest. Yes, and Kathy, I looked it up, Mm -hmm. and we both traveled almost the same distance to get here. So it was 1,400 miles from Brookings, South Dakota, and 1,300 miles from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's quite a quite a trip. Thank goodness for airplanes, yeah. all I can say. <laughs> but it was so worth it. I am fangirling out at Thriller Fest. This yes. is pretty great. Yes, we are getting our thrills at Thriller Fest. We've been waiting to say that for a while. <laughs> I feel that. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, so many of our favorite and soon-to-be favorite authors are walking around this hotel, giving um, great classes, taking classes. It's amazing. So let's get started. All right. First, tell us and our mysterious foodies out there about the wines you chose. I'm so excited. Okay, yes. I had fun shopping in Manhattan. I went to Beekman Liquor on Lexington Avenue. And in since, Midtown. Yes. Mm-hmm. And since we didn't, we don't really know if these wines are in South Dakota and South Florida, I just kind of said, let's pick something mysterious or thrillerish or whatever. Okay. That we could serve to all yes. of our new favorite authors. Right. So our red wine is called Love Noir. Of course it is. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and their line is, take a sip and fall in love with the darker side of wine. Oh, the darker side of wine. <laughs> that sounds perfect. You chose wisely. Yes. I yes. think. We haven't tasted it yet. Yes. Um, actually, on the um, label, there was some rather fun description. The label is gorgeous. So it is a robust, jammy flavors of dark cherry and rich espresso spark intensity and intrigue and lead to a smooth balanced finish with soft hints of vanilla and toasted oak that sounds perfect for thriller fest intrigue yes Mm. and it sounds like something you would love with all of the espresso and dark oak oh yes that's so you yeah and um it pairs well with garlic and herb roasted pork (laughs) and chicken artichoke flatbread They were very specific. That is very specific, but that sounds delicious. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) Um, And so the white wine, uh, going along those same lines, is called the Nine Lives Reserve. Oh, my. And um, the vineyard had an intriguing black cat that shadowed in their vineyards. Really? And so they ended up putting a nine charm on the cat signifying its many lives and so each harvest is better than the one before oh that's perfect okay yes. so, so what is that what kind of white is sauvignon that? blanc all right very so nice we have a pinot noir and a sauvignon blanc oh i think this is gonna be perfect i know i know 
Well, Christy, even though we were at a cocktail party, I remember that those wines we chose were pretty great. Yes, and I really think the authors like them too. So let's get started. All right, starting with Gary Grossman. I just love talking with him. You know, in addition to writing thrillers, he is a print and television journalist, an Emmy Award-winning network television producer, and a film and TV historian. Amazing. And when I read that his first job was a radio DJ at 15, I wasn't surprised because he has a great voice. Have a listen. Gary, tell our listeners what you write. Well, I'm on the witness protection plan, so I really can't talk about it. That makes things very difficult for us. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll tell you. I write political thrillers that are fact-based, that may just be on the edge of reality, that worry my editors a lot because they constantly call and say, Gary, what you write, I then read a month later in the news. How and why are you doing that? And it's as simple as what we do. We think the unthinkable, which is just on the edge of the unknowable, and it's plausible. And in this crazy political climate today, it all can happen. What is your latest release? The latest release is Red Hotel. Well, does it have anything to do with a hotel? (laughs) It sure does, because there's a hotel on the cover with a figure who's seeing a helicopter outside and the window glass is broken and there's dangers. What's, I think, most interesting is the first time that I've ever worked with a collaborator. And the collaborator is Ed Fuller, former president of Marriott International. I was introduced to him by a mutual friend, uh, Bruce Fierstein, who wrote three of the first James Bond films, met him while we were, bumped into him while I was walking my dog, Bruce was walking his dog, and he said, Gary, I have a person I want you to meet. You need to work with him. We were both walking our dogs, and I said, well, okay, tell me about him. I've never worked with a collaborator on a book before. Well, the former president of Marriott International. thought, what do I have in common with the former president of Marriott International? He said, meet him. I did, and within 30 seconds, I learned that he was as much in the anti-terrorism business as the hotel business. Ritz and Marriott hotels blown up in Jakarta. He got his team out of Cairo at the fall of Mubarak. He had to get people out of uh, Cairo at uh, Tripoli when Gaddafi went down, dealt with kidnappings. I learned that in 30 seconds. I said, so who do you have on speed dial? <laughs> and when he told me, I said, reached across the table and let's work together. We've got a deal. So when does the Red Hotel come out or has it already? Red Hotel came out in March. We've just finished the sequel. It's published by Beaufort Books out of New York. And it's a thriller that, again, is rooted in reality today with a Putin-esque character who's intent on rebuilding the Soviet bloc, the former Soviet bloc nations on the western border, which is what Putin wants to do. Uh, we've disguised like it only... so ripped from the headlines, it, right? That's absolutely right. Ripped from headlines. Exciting and uh, probably doesn't put me on the most desired list to uh, visit <laughs> Moscow <protection>. right now. <laughs> okay, well, we'll scrap that trip, but we can talk about this. Okay, well, we on our podcast, we like to share some wine, and we're having red wine today, so cheers. Thank cheers. You. May I tell you something about a toast? 
there are multiple, because I've made many shows, TV shows, produce shows about food. There are multiple stories about why we have toasts. But if you just think there's something for the eye as you hold your glass up to the wine, there's something for the nose, okay? There's obviously, as we tasted in that pause, something for the taste. But there wasn't anything for the ear until... All five senses. Exactly. And that's why we love it. (laughs) And it works into my books. Oh, perfect. So we are at Thriller Fest. As everyone can probably hear the background noise, it's a very exciting evening. So we need to talk a little craft, right? About? A little craft about the writing process. Mm -hmm. So could you tell our listeners, many of which are aspiring writers or writers, anyone who writes is a writer, correct? Well... As long as we promise not to tell anybody. (laughs) Well, you're the one that has the connections. Here it is. My tip, I don't write books. I write three to five pages a day. Because the thought of writing a book, three, four, five hundred pages, is daunting. But the ability to write three or four or five pages a day, and you do that every day, and maybe some days it's a little less, but you don't take off more than a day or so, it adds up if you do the math. Your yeah. first draft, 90 pages the first month, 180 pages, 270, uh, 360, 450 or whatever. It really adds up. And the other thing I believe is that writer's block is something I don't accept because I, I ask and I teach writing as well at Loyola Marymount University. I ask, do carpenters have carpenter block? <laughs> Do they might. I'm, I don't I'm know. I'm plumbing today, but I just can't. I, it's the, I have a plumbing block. Well, you can't. You can't. So if you're a writer, darn it, write. Yeah. You may have to rewrite it. Yeah. That's fine. We've got the time to do it. An electrician, no, I'm not so sure I want him to have to redo <laughs> the wiring. I want it to be right the first time. Exactly. We've got the luxury of a second and a third or fourth draft. Right. But just write. Right. Those are my tips. So inspirational for aspiring writers. I know, I know. So um, on our podcast, we like to um, ha- pick a random question. Okay. We call it our craft question. We usually have it in a craft. And if you don't like it, we can, you know, pass. But I think you'll like them all today. <laughs> Why am I on the witness protection plan? No, it's not. <laughs> Do you have a critique group or alpha readers or some other process for feedback during the writing and editing process? That's a great question. I work with experts in the field. That means military experts, uh, experts uh, in Washington who will craft a chase scene for me block by block. But I find, and I write good women's characters, but I honestly find that as people read them, they say, Gary, are, are they naked? Are they wearing anything? <laughs> So I, one of the best things I need advice on is women's clothes. What are they wearing? Is it accurate? So those are my those are my alpha readers, and then I have the beta readers, who are those who come out after I've written, and they'll interact. And one of my favorite comments I've ever gotten, uh, and this is from my series, the executive books, executive actions, executive command, executive treason, and executive force. By the way, did my voice just crack? Am I going through junior <laughs> yeah, high now? it's because it's okay. so loud in here. We're just, uh, like, executive Force, which is nominated for a book award here at Thriller Fest, 
And with the first book, I introduced a strong woman, a strong woman character. And a reader wrote back and say, I know what you authors do. In your second book or your third book, you kill the woman off. Promise me you don't kill Katie Kessler. <laughs> She's so good. Put her in a coma if you need to. Have her travel around the world. Well, I hadn't thought what would happen with her arc, but I promised on that day that no matter what trouble she gets in, the woman's going to live. And she's smarter at times than my male protagonist. Well, of course. That's not surprising to us. She has to, to be. Us. <laughs> and now, thanks to help, she dresses very well. Oh, good. All right. So we have one final question yes. that we like to ask all our authors. Which of your characters would you like to share a meal with and what would it be? You have the best questions. <laughs> Who would I like to share a meal with? Wow. Uh, Scott Rourke is uh, the Secret Service agent in the executive books. He's the main character. And Daniel Riley is the main character in the Red, in Red Hotel. But I get to have meals with that character anyway because it's based on my collaborator, Ed Fuller. Oh, okay. So I don't need to meet <laughs> no, Dan. Yeah, yeah. There's another book, um, Old Earth, where the lead character is a paleontologist. Uh, his name is Quinn McCauley. The book is called Old Earth. It's a standalone book. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful book. I was a rock hound as a kid. He's digging for fossils, which I used to do. I want to sit down and meet with him. Number one, he doesn't carry a gun. So okay, the others do. And I, you know, It'll just be safer. And number two, I can see if there's time for me to get back into that as a hobby and what he would. Can I go out on a dig with him to Montana? Yeah, there and, you go. Uh, it's Quinn McCauley in okay. uh, Old Earth. Okay, so paleontologist at heart. Yes. <laughs> I liked how he said we have the best questions. <laughs> and I liked his answers. You can find his books at GaryGrossman.com, at RedHotel.com. And he's on Twitter and Instagram as Gary Grossman One, as in the number one. And he's on Facebook as Gary Grossman Author. Up next, we have Regan Keeter. He's a mystery thriller writer whose first book will be coming out in 2020. It's a domestic suspense novel called Misery Rock. That's so exciting for him. Let's have a listen. So tell us, are you a pantser, a plotter? What kind of organization do you do to get your writing done? Uh, I'm a little bit of a pantser and a plotter. So um, I do some plotting initially, then I pants my way forward, then I go back and I replot again. Uh, ultimately, I'm a plotter um, because a lot of my stories have a, um, a lot of twists, and, and if you don't plan them out ahead of time, you spend a lot of time rewriting for the stuff you think of later. So. Yes, we want to rewrite as little as possible, right? Right, right. <laughs> Okay, so now um, we'd like to ask the, our um, carafe question. It's a mystery question, so um, you can pass if you want, or... Um, yeah, like, hold it. Yeah, there we go. Do you have a set, of set time of day you write and a daily writing goal? So, yes and sort of. So... <laughs> So uh, I do write, I write in the mornings. That's what works best for me. I usually write uh, between about seven and 10. Um, I try to do a thousand words a day, but since I'm not a full-time writer yet, 
sometimes life gets in the way of me reaching the goals. Right. So we know that. We appreciate that. <laughs> life can get in the way. Right. Okay, and so we um, have one final question that we'd like to ask all our authors. If you could share a meal with one of your characters, if you could share a meal with one of your characters, what would it be? And who? Would the meal be? And, <laughs> and who? which character, yes. Uh, the meal would actually be uh, from a book that has yet to be published that I just finished. Um, it's called The Redwood Con. Uh, the character, is, he actually makes lasagna at some point in the book. And lasagna was my favorite meal growing up, which is part of the reason he makes lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works out. And um, he's actually not the best guy to be around, but the meal would be good. So, okay. you know. <laughs> good lasagna can't be beat. I look forward to reading his books, maybe with some lasagna. Good plan. You can check out his website and join his mailing list at reaganketer.com. And you can friend him on Facebook and follow him on Twitter at Reagan Keeter. And up next is... William Miller. He writes the Jack Noble spy thriller series, and the first book is Noble Man. And I do remember he's from Florida. <laughs> I'll say it again. <laughs> so many authors are. Here is William Miller. Okay, so on our podcast, we like to try different wines, and today we're tasting, um, it looks like you chose the Nine Lives. Nine Lives Reserves. Reserves, so we'll cheer each other. Excellent. Cheers. <laughs> and uh, tell us what you think. Is it good? It's good. I would love to, I would love to opine and say how it has a very sort of fruity... Uh, you know, aftertaste with a wood smoky, but I actually know nothing about wine. Perfect. Except You're perfect. the ones that I can afford. <laughs> which on a writer's salary, would it, would you it know, pair with a Jack Noble book? It would. It would definitely pair very well with a Jack Noble book. <laughs> okay. I, I hate to say it, but you know, a lot of writers say you know, write drunk and edit sober. I do it the other way around. I write sober of course and then i have to have a drink when i when i'm editing you know because i need to loosen up a little bit <laughs> i need to relax the amount of work in front of you can be daunting and a little relaxation can help yes that is definitely. exactly right yeah so we're at thriller fest which is obviously a wonderful place to take classes talk about the craft of writing can you tell us a little bit about your writing process pantser plotter I am a plotter. As a matter of fact, I've written a book on plotting. Called, oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's it called? It is called uh, Crafting Fiction, Literary Rebel's Guide to, uh, to Plotting. Um, you can find it on my website. Um, I, so, yes, I am a big plotter. I, I like to have the whole thing sort of planned out, but with enough breathing room in my outline to take those unexpected twists and turns that surprise me as well as the readers. That appeals to my organized heart. Yes, I too. She is the organized one. Christy definitely. is the pantser of our of our duo, <laughs> and I am I am definitely the plotter. So that appeals to me. Okay, so now if you're game, we're gonna pick um, a question. We we call this the carafe question. Oh, this is good. How long did it take from the time you finished your draft until you were published? So that is a very good question. How long did it take me between the time I finished it to the time I published it? So my book deals, my first book deals heavily with human trafficking. 
in, in Asia. I used to live in China, and uh, so I experienced human trafficking firsthand, and it was something that I really wanted to talk about. It also deals heavily with spirituality. So when I was shopping it around to publishers, they said, you know, we really like this book. It's great, but, you know, this it's really kind of heavy. It's a little bit dark, and the spirituality stuff, we can't have that. Nobody wants to read that, so if you get rid of that, we'll publish this. And, uh, and I, I didn't want to give up the core of the story, right? So I, I stuck to my guns, shopped it around, and when I figured out that no one was going to traditionally publish me, some of my friends said, well, you know, you just need to, you need to do this yourself. You need, to, you need to go for it. My wife said, I believe in you. you got a good book. Publish this. And so I, I self-published. It was about three years between when I finished the book and I put it out there, and then it became a bestseller. So... My wife was right. <laughs> Great. So everyone, awesome. listen to your wife. <laughs> That's right. But make it, let it be on record now and forever. My wife was right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love that story. Okay. So now we have one final question that we ask all our authors. Which of your characters would you like to share a meal with and what would it be? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I only get to pick one? No. Well, you can no. pick two. Okay, okay. We're easy going. Um, so my first character that I would have dinner with is a character in my book named Albert Dulles, nicknamed the Wizard. He's actually based off of a real-life CIA director um, named James Jesus Angleton, who was a legend in the C- in the world of the CIA, and he was just an incredibly interesting man who. Um, he kind of lost it in his later years. He was in the CIA so long that he was seeing spies in shadows, oh, okay. and and it, uh, you know he lost it a little bit. And then um, the other person that I would definitely want to have dinner with is, of course, my main character, Jake Noble, because he's he's everything that I I wish I could be. I think I'm gonna have to check out that book on plotting. I know we plan on talking about that during our writer's perspective. It's so important in writing thrillers. You can find his books on Amazon or find him on LiteraryRebel.com. Thanks to our mysterious foodies out there for listening and sharing. Check out our website, GameOfBooksPodcast.com, where you can find links to all we talk about. And if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, you can get those links sent directly to you along with any exciting updates. We are also on Facebook and Twitter under at GOBWriters. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did... We would love to hear from you, and please subscribe to Game of Books wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our book club ideas and quirks and conversations with award-winning and best-selling authors. That's all for today's episode of Game of Books Podcast, where we share food, wine, and mystery every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. This is Christy and Kathy saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.